Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Doing wonderful. How are you? If I was any better, I'd be you. Speaking of being any better, if I was any better, I'd actually be uh, probably pumping some iron and, you know, getting in shape and, and feeling good, but I don't. But if you want to, how about the people that support us get this thing kicked off? Because we got a lot of stuff to go over today. We're going to be moving. That's right. Gaining and maintaining a healthy mind, body, and spirit, Christopher, requires healthy eating, exercise, reducing stress, practicing a positive attitude, and seeking truth. Assisting you in this journey is the mission of Peggy Edwards and her gym training personally. It's not only about exercise, you see. It's about the relationships and accountability between client and trainer. That's what you get at Training Personally with Peggy Edwards. Training Personally is located at 3634 Budno Avenue in Cincinnati, Ohio. 45211 is the zip code. It's circuit training. No matter where you're at, if you're way out of shape, if you're just kind of starting back, if you're in okay shape, if you're in sensational shape, doesn't matter. It's for everybody. Go stop in, see Peggy. She will greet you as soon as you walk in. If you want to check, if you want to check everything out before you go, give it a shot at trainingpersonally.com. She's on Facebook, training personally. You can email Peggy at P-E-G-G-Y at trainingpersonally.com. If you've looked through all that stuff and you still have questions, and you haven't emailed her, you'd rather call or text, you can do that, 513-328-0296. And if you just want to give it a shot, go in there, tell her that the Nosebleed Sports Podcast sent you, or that you heard about training personally from the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. You will get your first entire month of exercise for free man that that's a that's a big sample size you go for a month do it for free if you don't like it at the end of the month you can make a decision not to go again i promise you're gonna like it i actually i promise you're gonna love it um but get that free month get take advantage of that in the first place and then you'll see great rates you're not paying a, a, a the cost of what a normal personal trainer would charge you, but you're getting that kind of attention. You're getting that one-on-one -on -one attention, uh, but it's way cheaper than, than something that would normally be like that. Give Peggy a call, 513-328-0296. Also by Green Solace, <clears throat> that's greensolace.com, G-R-E-E-N-E. -E. You can set up your appointment there to get your massage from a licensed massage therapist uh, Liz is there helping her clients lead a less stressful and healthier lifestyle. Let her help balance your mind, body, your body and mind, mind, body, soul, the whole nine yards. She's ready to take care of your specific needs when it is time for your appointment. Liz will provide you with paperwork. This will allow her to tailor a massage just right for you. She has relaxation massages. She has focus massages that'll get straight to the point. So if you want to uh, do this, you can go to greensolace.com. 
you can set up the appointment right there, all online. You don't have to do you don't have to do anything. Just go on, click, click, click. It's all good to go. Or you can contact her at 513-702-4178. And I just did that without laughing at all. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm telling you. Massage things. I know. But you know what? The, the, the health and wellness thing is so huge right now, especially this day and age when, when people are so much more aware of it. And then especially right now, people have not only – a lot of people have gotten out of shape because people were quarantined and we had, we were, you know, we had to stay home for a while and people got out of their normal routines. So a lot of people stopped going to the gym or stopped working out. This is the time to get back to it. Uh, those things, you know, go to training personally and everything is, is clean and you're spaced out. They do the, they do the social distancing thing very well there. You're safe if you go there and work out. And same thing uh, with green solace. You can get a massage and it's not going to be, you know, there will be no one else laying on that table with you. It'll be <laughs> you. I promise. It's, it's clean. It's very clean. It's safe. It's healthy. And it's good for your mind and your body. Um, so take care of yourself and, and check out both of those places. Now, Chris, we have got to jump right into it because I'm so excited now. You know, I love baseball, and the World Series is always great. Uh, this one, you know, I, I saw most of it, but it was still kind of, you know, you had the Rays that were, you know, you had the, the Dodgers, a team that have been there, like, what, three of the last four years or something, four of the last five or whatever, a team that's been winning a lot lately. A lot of people don't like a team like that. They want to root for, for an underdog team like the Rays, and the Rays were a team that hardly anybody really knew anything about. So, yeah. you know, um, it, it was, it might not have been the most watched world series in the, in the history of the world, but um, it was still exciting baseball. If you really like baseball, it was a good one to watch because um, pitching was so good in this series. And even if you, even if you're kind of a fringe baseball guy and you didn't, you didn't care that much about this year's world series. I mean, there were some, a couple of big stories in this last game, game six, which, by the way, the Dodgers won, and the Dodgers are the world champs. Congratulations. Let's just get that out of the way because game six, the series-clinching game, let's start first because I want to ask you a baseball thing. Go ahead. Okay. I think you're going to ask me the same thing I was going to ask you. Okay. Let's, let's just get it started. Would you have taken Blake Snell out of that game? I, I don't I, I don't want to say no I wouldn't because it just is going to sound like I'm second guessing because obviously hindsight is 2020. I didn't I'm t I'm telling you when that happened I'm like man are you kidding? It have you heard the have you heard the stats on Blake Snell uh, third time around in the order as well as uh, pitches thrown after 72 pitches? Have you have you or batting average and all that? after him throwing 72 pitches. Have you heard any, about any of that? I, I've not heard his specifically, um, especially in that series. But I, I, do, I am aware that that move is made throughout baseball all the time, every day. Because Blake, Snow hasn't a, pitched, Blake Snow hasn't pitched past the sixth inning all year. Right. Like it's, because it hasn't, because that's the formula. The Rays use a formula. It's not because he couldn't. It's because that's the formula the Rays use. Right. So, so everybody is going to second guess him. 
uh, and it's real easy to do, especially because me, I would never have done that. I 100% will say, no, there's no chance I would have done that. If you were to say, would you have taken Blake Snell out then? No. That curveball was nasty. He struck Mookie Betts out twice already in the game. He struck out. He had nine strikeouts uh, going into the fifth inning or something, or going into the sixth inning. He, he was on fire, and they weren't coming close to anything he was throwing. And this comes back to that thing that I talk about all the time. Metrics and saver metrics and all that stats and analytics is – it's changed the game. For the – I mean, for the better, I think. I mean, it's – you know more about – you have a better idea of being able to predict the future by looking at those things. Now, that being said, this is not a 162-game season. This is game six, a clinching game for the other team. At some point in time, you're a manager of a baseball team. You got to put the book away and actually do what you get paid to do. Because they pay other people to put that book in front of you with what you need to do, when you need to do it, and how to do it. But you're the one who gets paid to use that book and know when to and when not to use it. Blake Snow comes up, gives up a couple runs. No one to this, no one today would be. To, this wouldn't be the topic it is today if Blake Snell just got beat the, third, the in that sixth inning. If they just hit, if they just started hitting him, that would it would be man. The Dodgers came out and beat up on Blake Snell, and and they they hit the best pitcher and he was on fire and it is what it is. But when you do when you pull him, just like what. It's the exact same thing Roberts did when he pulled out Kershaw the other day. He did the exact same thing the night before when he pulled Kershaw out of the game in the uh, after five and two-thirds innings. He had to make a decision, and he made it. And it worked for him. It just didn't work for the Rays. So if you're asking me what I would do, absolutely I would have left him in that game. If you're asking me if he made the right decision, I'm not, there's no way I would say no to that. I would say the way what got the Rays to that point, what what got the Rays who have what was it Mookie Betts and Clayton Kershaw make as much money as they're only like three million dollars uh, less than what the entire Rays payroll is or something silly like that. So they you need every advantage you can get, and that's the way the Rays got there, and that's the way the Rays managed all the way through. So. In that way, I am not going to second-guess him for making that move. Yeah, it's just hard to – because there are other numbers you can look at, too, that aren't necessarily advanced metrics or anything like that. It's the fact that after five and a third innings, Blake Snell had nine strikeouts. He had no – he didn't walk anybody. He had only given up two hits. There was a runner on first when he left, um, which I think was the second hit. but. That was it. And he was, I mean, he was dominating. It wasn't like he was, he didn't quite have his stuff, but he was just kind of making pitches just to get, and he was getting a lot of ground balls and stuff. You said it. He had nine, he had nine strikeouts. He, he struck the first three batter, you know, one through three in the lineup out twice. Both times he faced all three of those guys, one through three, he struck all three of those guys out. And the Dodgers have pro- probably the best lineup right there with the, with the Braves in the league. Yeah. And, and he was dominating that lineup. And you took him out. 
at that time and put in Nick Anderson, a pitcher. And when I say you, I mean Kevin Cash, not you. <laughs> sure, of course, uh, I know. <laughs> uh, Nick Anderson, who had a sensational regular season and a not so good postseason. He had given up terrible. Yeah, he had given up a run in like his last five or six appearances. So you took a guy dominating the game out who was who was on fire, like you said, and you could tell it in his face too. Like pitchers are always mad when they get taken out. But there, sometimes you see it in a guy, especially in a game like that, especially a guy with, with Snell's success and his ability. He just – you could tell he was feeling it. He was feeling his pitches. He was just – feeling the being in that game he was just there and he yep. was he that he was supposed to be on that mound that night and he was awesome and they took him out because now know, the, the 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 percentages say to do that now that being that being said the rays were down 3 to 2 when he got pulled out of that game correct it was no. The Rays were oh, up one nothing. Rays were up one nothing. Rays were up one nothing. Rays were up one nothing. Okay. Six pitches okay. after Nick that Anderson being, came in, that they were being down two one. Right. Right. That that being sorry. So I'm, I apologize. I the Rays were losing, or the Rays were winning. The Rays were winning the game. They had scored one run. They got that one run in the first inning. Let's take out the fact that he brought that took that guy out, and let's start talking about what the biggest part of the World Series was. And the Dodgers didn't give up a run the rest of the game. Yeah. So, you know, you still have to put runs on the board to win. And one run in 99% of Major League Baseball games does not win the game. So, all this being said, Rays didn't hit, man. Rays didn't hit in that last game. And they lost, and Corey Seager had a phenomenal World Series, and Mookie Betts had a phenomenal World Series. And um, I accidentally hit the button there. Uh, Mookie Betts had a phenomenal World Series. Clayton Kershaw pitched great. Uh, all the, Their whole pitching staff really pitched pretty well throughout the year, both bullpen and starting pitching. Um, Corey Seager's the MVP. Uh, Justin Turner played really well. Uh, Justin Turner and Mookie Betts and Corey Seager, to me, could all have been in there in the MVP race. Totally agree. Yep. Yeah, and really quick before, because it's a perfect transition to Justin Turner, but uh, before, okay, before was... that, you, you, you mentioned Dave Roberts pretty much managed his pitching staff the way that Kevin Cash did, kind of, yep. and, but it worked out for him. So, it, it, like you said, it's easy to talk about how Kevin Cash's move, when it didn't seem to make sense, uh, it didn't end up working out. But Dave Roberts did the same thing, and it did work out for him. So um, that that just goes to show you, it's you know, it, it sometimes that stuff works out, sometimes it doesn't. But that's why they do those things because that you know, there's mathematics now that tell you these are your options in these situations, and these are the percentages that these things are going to work out for you, and that's why they use that stuff. <clears throat> yep. So. Yep. Um, but just like when you're playing cards, sometimes you just got to play your gut, man. There's percentages yeah. and everything else, but every once in a while, you just got to go with your gut. That's right. Now, so a guy who went with his gut was, 
was Justin Turner because the Dodgers got a call in the seventh inning that Justin Turner had a positive COVID test, right? And they pulled him out of the game. It was in the eighth. They pulled him out in the eighth inning. And uh, he was told to go quarantine. From what I understand by a Major League Baseball representative said, you have to go quarantine. Took him out of the game, sent him to the clubhouse or whatever. He had to go somewhere by himself. It was the eighth inning. So not very long after that, the Dodgers win. And uh, they, I guess before we get into that, I was having trouble figuring out how the testing worked and all that. And then I read an article that kind of shed a little bit of light. So I didn't know if you knew exactly how all that worked. Oh, happened. I would love to hear it. So, because that was the first thing I was confused about. Why in the world are they getting COVID test results during the game? Like, why wouldn't they get them before the game? Or why would they play the game if they didn't have results yet? Why even take the test if you're just going to play anyway? But, so the test that, the testing that they got was from the day before. And from, I guess, Monday's tests. And so, because Tuesday was the day they played. So Monday's test is what they were waiting on. And usually, most days, they get those tests before the game, and so that so everything's fine. Now, nobody's tested because they've been doing this bubble thing in the playoffs. So no, since they've been doing that, nobody's tested positive in baseball. So for the last month, two months, or whatever, uh, six weeks or whatever, it's, it, nobody's tested positive. So that was working. Now, they got, they got the test results. The test results came in late. Okay, so nobody's test results came in until like the second inning. So they got everybody's test results in the second inning. Justin Turner's was inconclusive. So the test they took, I think that day, for the next day, they had that one expedited, his expedited. That one, so it took like another two or three hours. That one came through and that one was positive. So that's when they found out, that's when they took him out. He went and quarantined, but then the Dodgers won. It's the pinnacle. It's the reason you play, besides putting money on food on the table for your family and all that. You, most guys in any professional sport want more than anything to win a championship. The Dodgers finally got to do that, especially a guy like Justin Turner and Clayton Kershaw guys who have been there for a while with the Dodgers who've been with that organization and who have been to a few world series now and came up short. It meant so, so, so much to those guys. It's the yeah. greatest feeling if you're a professional athlete winning a championship. Justin Turner decided against the uh, advice of major league baseball to go quarantine, stay away from everybody. You tested positive. He went ahead and came out on the field, celebrated with his teammates, took pictures. Um, he came out with a mask on, but did not keep it on while he was uh, celebrating, taking pictures. I need to know how you feel you're, about that. You're, you're first. I need you to go first. All right. I'm going to be predictable. You already know how I'm going to feel. About I know how you feel, but I want you to tell me exactly how you feel. Okay. I, I, I'm sure you could tell, but I said all of that stuff to set it up and talk about how important it is to these guys and how just 
euphoric a feeling it is to win a championship. I'm talking like I've done that. I've never won a championship professionally in anything. No, but you feel it when you watch these things. You get teary-eyed. You get that feeling in your stomach. You can only imagine what it feels like on the field at the time. Absolutely. It, it, as passionate as we are and as much time we've, as we've spent watching sports and getting emotionally involved in them and all that kind of stuff, uh, as silly as that sounds to some people, it, it, it is. It, it means a lot, and you can tell um, how much it really means to those guys. I think you have to – I think you have to – I understand why he wanted to come out, and I understand that none of his teammates said anything like, you know, wanted him to stay away. I'm sure they all wanted him to be there uh, from, from all accounts – Justin Turner is a great guy and a great teammate and all that kind of stuff. They interviewed Corey Seager, and Corey Seager said, yeah, we found out in the seventh, and if anybody deserves to be out here for this, it's him. Right, yeah. And, and I also even heard a report that Dave Roberts even, like, called in for him, like, asked, like, sent somebody in to say, tell him to come out and celebrate with him. With that said, um, I, I think the right thing to do, I totally understand why he would want to do that, why his teammates would. I ju just the fact that it's, there's a possibility of spreading it to other people who could spread it to other people who can't handle it. It's, it's just too dangerous. There's a reason that all of these protocols and all of the, all of the rules and everything and all, all of the advice from doctors and everything for eight months now have been in place. There's a reason for that. There's a reason that every single professional, college, high school, grade school, sports organization, as big or small as it is, are you know, having meeting after meeting after meeting and pouring over the details about how they're gonna change everything, the way they're doing everything. There's a reason for all that, and it's it's to try to keep as many people safe as possible, or healthy, or not dead. <laughs> and I think it was I think it was the responsibility of Justin Turner to say, you know what, I I appreciate my teammates wanting me to to be out there with them. I want more than anything. This is maybe the only opportunity in my entire life to experience this with my team. I'm being the best teammate I can be by being responsible and keeping everybody. Now, he was around everybody all game in the dugout and everything too. But who, if there's any chance that he wasn't in contact, didn't spread it to anybody else, or only spread it to a few people and not everybody, if there's any chance of that happening throughout the game, cut it off don't risk anybody else and you have nobody's ever going to take that away it's not you came out of the eighth inning of the last game it's not like you had to leave halfway through the season so you really weren't involved in the team winning a world Series. he was he was involved in every way he's i've said this before on this podcast he's my favorite dodger and i think he's in a lineup that good i i think he's the best pure hitter in that lineup and i it, i love watching the guy and but I think it was his responsibility in in his best interest and in the best interest of the entire team for him to stay away, 
quarantine for two weeks and then go get everybody get their everybody's going to have their her their negative tests probably three or four or five negative tests by then he gets his two or three negative tests and then for the rest of the summer i'm sorry for the rest of the winter and the spring celebrate with your team and celebrate for the rest of your life and that's never going to be taken away from you the the experience the reason why it's such a big deal to these guys and why it means so much to win a championship is because all of the work, all of the sacrifice, all of the, the bumps in the road and the, everything that comes up throughout a, a, a season, every season for every team, but especially one that plays that many games all the way through the postseason and wins that many games and is the last team standing and is the best team, you've gone through probably the most and that's, that's why it feels like that to win a championship because you've gone and you've gone to battle. I mean, you know, people say the word battle, that's probably not the right thing, but you know, you, you've experienced every emotion, every, <laughs> not being for real. Right. But you've experienced so much that you're going to take with you for the rest of your life. And you experience it with 25 people that you get close with because of that experience. And that's why it's so important to these guys. And that's why teams that win are so close. And that's why everybody talks about every single person that gets interviewed after a championship talks about how great their team is, how great those guys are, how much they love their teammates, how, how important it is. That's why, because of, because of what you go through for a whole season to get there. That wasn't taken away from him. That wasn't taken away from them. They all got to experience that. They get to enjoy that championship as a unit, including Justin Turner, for the rest of their lives. So there's no reason that he shouldn't have, in my opinion, stayed out of there, stayed quarantined and away from everybody. And just you just don't get to experience that, the, that feeling right when running on the field and, and, and celebrating with your team on the field and then in the clubhouse. You just don't get to experience that, but you still get to win a World, Cheer World Series championship and have that forever. And that's the most important part of it, I think. It's, it's, hey, listen, uh, I am sitting, I was sitting on a couch watching the game. No idea what was going on with Justin Turner at the time. Didn't figure it out till later. Um, is Justin Turner still your favorite Dodger right now? Yep. That makes me happy because I have been listening all day today about Justin Turner and how terrible of a person he is and how the horrible things that he has done in this, in this case and how horrible it is. Everything you just explained <clears throat> is something that will, he'll never get again. And most of the people talking about this stuff have never had it, never been through it, no idea. These guys have quarantined together for months now. Mm -hmm. If that team says, get your butt out here and come celebrate with us, and I come out there and I celebrate with them, and we make a pact that we decide, here's the deal, JT's got this. We're going to celebrate together because we're all young, healthy people. 
and we are going to celebrate with him because of how important he is. If it's good with you guys, we're celebrating with him. Every single player on that team knew that Justin Turner had tested positive. Every single player on that team knew. And every single player was still out there celebrating with him, taking pictures. You can decide at that point in time, you all are going to go sit for the next two weeks in a house and, you know, Zoom call each other if you want. But for people to be talking about him the way they're talking about him, I think is completely and totally unfair and unfair to him. Every one of us during this eight months has made a bad decision, has done something, mm, might have been something that probably uh, probably due to the COVID details and, and everything that we are supposed to be doing, every one of us has at least once, most of us, way more than that, has done something that's gone, gone against the protocol. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm starting to get a little irritated with the people who are just trying to use all of this as another reason to be upset with people and to get irritated and find ways. Everybody's finding a reason to be upset with somebody, whether it's you're upset because somebody isn't wearing a mask or you're upset because they are. Whatever it is, everybody's got to make something of it. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. The Dodgers won the World Series. We don't know what the Dodgers are going to do from here on out. They, they're all – if they know Justin Turner had it and they've been quarantined with Justin Turner for the last however long, at least two weeks, and they decide that they are going to continue that quarantine because he had it and they've all been around him. And this is the – like you said – 32 years ago, the Dodgers won a World Series. This is, the only, this is more than likely, 99% chance none of them will get to do this ever again. I, I, will be, I will come and stand on a pedestal, and I will be the one guy out of any talking head. Do I agree with what he did? Sure, of course I think it was wrong. Of course I think that he should have been smarter about the way it is. But well, am I going to fault the guy for winning a World Series? And being with a team that he all, he's already been locked up with, I'm, I'm a little get cold chills because win, just saying winning a World Series gives me cold chills. And I understand. I understand that being the best teammate would be to stay away. That's easy to say while we sit here on a Zoom call talking to each other in chairs and didn't just do what these guys did and put through the work into what these guys did. And I've been listening to it all day on the radio, and I and 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 I uh, it's it's kind of getting to me. I've heard so many people irritated with the way schools are doing things, and just upset at the way whether whether schools are going back to school or they're not going back to school. Like I said, no mask, mask. Everybody's mad at everybody's just irritated with everybody. It's irritating. It is. I understand that. But you, it doesn't make it better when we're all just irritated with each other because. Like I said, I guarantee anyone listening to this podcast right now has at least once, probably multiple times, broke protocol and did something they shouldn't have. Yeah. That being said, that being said, I do think Justin Turner, you know, I, 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 I yeah, he probably should have stayed in the, in the locker room and should have stayed quarantined. But I will tell you right now, if that was me, my ass would have done the exact same thing he did. If, they, if everybody said, we want you out here with us, I'm not stopping. I get 
it tears me up to have to think that Justin Turner's got to sit in a locker room by himself and watch that. That's the kind of stuff that, 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 that's the kind of stuff that makes that, that would put somebody into some kind of depression all because he caught a virus. Cause he's sick. Cause he's, he probably not even sick, but because he's, he caught a, a, a virus. That's why he's being ostracized from his team. That's going to hurt him for the rest of his life. He'll never have the same feeling the rest of those guys did. I know you said they won the world series. He put the work in, they get the ring. He'll get the ring. They'll do all that, but he'll never have that. And that is the reason that I would want to win a world series. That celebration is what it is all about. And I'm going to tell you right now, if my team said, Chris, we want you out here with us. I would be out of that locker room in a second. Yeah. The the only thing is like, you know, because I, I can put, I was thinking earlier today, I can see myself being in a position, being on that team, being as joyful as I've ever been in my entire life. Having just this experience with such a small group of people that, you know, not hardly anybody in the history of the world or in the future of the world have or ever will get to feel on that kind of level. But maybe having, uh, maybe having somebody in my life that I say, you know, there's a parent or a grandparent or something um, that has, that's, you know, that's sick or, um, you know, that has some kind of, some kind of thing that they have to kind of be careful about because if they okay. get sick, it's bad, bad news. And sure. I have been away from them for, uh, you know, three months or th- three and a half months or whatever it's been. And I want to see them. And Justin Turner has tested positive. And which, by the way, Adam, if Justin Turner, if he tested positive, Due to if you go by the CDC guidelines and all this stuff, and they do a contact tracing that's six feet, or what is it, within six feet for 15 minutes or something like that, mm-hmm. everybody on that team has to quarantine for two weeks anyway. So they're all they all shouldn't be going directly home and going to their loved ones anyway because they've been in that dugout with him for the last two weeks. So I don't want to. So I understand where you're coming from, but at this point in time, at that point. They all know they got to go quarantine for two weeks anyway. They can't go see those people no matter what. Well, that's what I was going to say is, so, well, first of all, there's a chance that, so like the guys in the bullpen may not, may not have had to. Um, And then, so if there's anybody like that, but I was going to say, you know, there's a, there's a pretty good chance that we might find out tomorrow that it's a, that's a false positive. Because if he if they're supposed to be in a bubble, they weren't supposed to leave the hotel or anything, and nobody else tested positive, only him. That seems like that seems very very difficult. Or very well, unlikely. I mean, at this point in time, it could be anything. I mean, it could be a maid had it that was cleaning his room, or and you know well, something like. Yeah, from what I understand, all of those people were supposed to be in the bubble as well. I mean, I, I wouldn't think they would have – I think – Even in Orlando, the cleaning staff and stuff like that, they didn't keep them in the Disneyland hotels during, during – I think that. they did. No, the, the cleaning staff and stuff, they had to trust the cleaning staff. 
in 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 that that that's the way that in the beginning at least i remember hearing hearing people talk about that so i mean you're telling me that man you're gonna you better be well, paying me something pretty big if you're gonna tell me that i gotta stay in this hotel for how long was the nba in that bubble oh yeah for three months or whatever three months and i can't come go see anybody i can't do nothing you know they weren't allowed having family there there's no way in hell that's that well they they would have at least had to have been tested every day probably or well maybe every other day or something like that i mean i don't think they can just let anybody no i don't come in and out of course yeah i'm sure they were all tested the same way but that doesn't mean something couldn't have got couldn't have got by yeah, possibly. It's just it's if it is a false positive, it's false positive. It, it it's more than likely not because if the first one was inconclusive, and the second one, chances positive. are there was something. Chances are there was something in there that was just not as high of a viral count by the time it got to it, and the next day he tested positive. Right. So so anyway, I was just thinking that I you know I could put myself in that position where of course I want Justin Turner, my guy, to to come out and be on the field with us, but. I also feel like he, he's got it. It kind of makes sense. You know, what if some of us don't have it and we didn't get it from him yet, but if he comes back out and he's in the middle of everybody and we're hugging and taking pictures and all that kind of stuff, then we're, you're putting everybody at risk again. Starting, You are. You 100% are. And I, I'm, I'm all, I completely understand the, the even, if, even if you've been in contact with us you know, that whole thing, well, I've been in contact with you, so I guess we can just keep on going. No, that, that's not how it works in real life, right? That's not how it works in real life. In real life, we don't just go out and win a World Series. And I, I hate – and you, I can I, – if we were talking heads and really popular people, I'd be getting all – and I would still say the same thing. But here's the deal. I am willing to take two more weeks. What, that, what just happened on that field – for me, I, w- I am willing to take two extra weeks from my loved ones that I've spent months away from. I'm willing to take two extra weeks so my brother can be there with me. That's just me. I'm right. not saying that's everybody. Trust me. I'm that's sure there were people going. that felt pressured into it. There are probably that's- people that felt pressured into having him come back out. And, and I, I'm sorry about that. I, I, nobody should ever feel that way. And it, and if you don't have the uh, the wherewithal to stand up and say something about it, I understand. That's a hard thing to it's a hard thing to do. I can, you can't just expect everyone to be the same type of person. I think that's ridiculous because nobody's the same type. Nobody's the same. I'm just telling you from my stance. I'm sick of everybody getting up. And I think maybe one of the reasons I feel this way right now is because I'm so irritated with how mad everybody is. Like you can't tell me that you didn't go, you didn't go do something and that you shouldn't have or hug somebody you shouldn't have or talk, should, did, did something. You can't tell me that. Eight months, you, there, there's probably, uh, you know, 0.1% or maybe a half a percent of the world that literally has done everything perfect. I'm sure there are. But I bet that's the only percentage. Even Adam, even Mr. Adam Schmidt, Mr. Mr. I, you know, Hundred percent, lock me in, throw away the key till it's gone. You, yeah. I, I'm not going to ask you what, but I, I can almost guarantee that something has happened where maybe you didn't even feel comfortable doing it. Most of the time, that's how it feels now. Yep. But you do it. It happened. Yep. Yep. I, I, I yeah. 
that has happened. Um, I just, you know, I don't know, man. It, it's just hard, and especially because, and that's the biggest one I think that most people were talking about is, is the, biggest, the biggest example is Dave Roberts being a cancer survivor. And when you're a cancer survivor, you're never a – it's never a – well, I had cancer, and it's just not – it's gone, and it's never coming back. It's You had cancer in your body. There's a chance it's there again, and it's just not detected yet, or it's coming back. It's just not there yet. That happens all the time. All the time. That's, can that's cancer, though. That's cancer. He doesn't have right. cancer now. And maybe he does, and we don't know it. There's right. always a chance of something like that. Right. But Dave Roberts makes his decisions for Dave Roberts, and especially if Dave Roberts is the one that, told, that made that decision, Dave Roberts made that decision. If that's the one most people are worried about, let Dave Roberts worry about Dave Roberts. Yeah. If I'm Justin Turner, though, I, I'm – I don't know. I mean, obviously, you're not thinking just like when people are really upset, you, you say things and you do things that you don't really want to do because your emotions take over your actions. Yeah. And the same thing happens, though, when you are in that happiest state as well. The same thing happens. Your emotions can take over your think, your thought process and your decision making ability. It can be taken over by your emotions and, and that happened. I, I, I guarantee that happened for just about everybody on that field. Uh, and, and so, but it, it, you wish that even if Dave Roberts said, you know what, this is an experience. We might never get to experience again. And you're my guy and I love you and all that good stuff. Justin Turner would, it would be even better if he was like, I want to give be. you the biggest hug. I want to hug you for, for 15 straight minutes without stopping, but I'm going to do that in two weeks. Or I'm going to do that in I, I'm going to do that in three that days after I get three straight negative tests or something. You know, I'm going to get I'm going to do that very very soon. But I, I'm going to I, I I would feel I know you're making a decision that you might you're in the moment making because you are feeling this euphoric feeling, and I understand I'm feeling that too, but I'm understanding that it's 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 smarter it's probably smarter to hold off on this celebration un until we know it's safe well you're a better man than i would be i'll just say that you're a better man than i would be and i'm going to tell you right now that find him do what you got to do you know if you got to mlb wants to find him for doing what he did and going against what major league baseball told him when they told him to go that you got to come down hard on him come down hard on him that's fine but I just I, I I don't think it's fair for us to tell. For, I gotta say this the way I want to say this correctly because I want it to be exactly what I mean. We all know what the right thing to do was, right? Justin Turner knew knows what the right thing to do was. Yeah. We all know. He knows. Leave it at that. It didn't happen. All right. <laughs> Right. Oh, there's happen. nothing you can do about it now. Yeah. It didn't happen for me to be mad or upset at something that he did like that. I'm not I'm just not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Listen to Sarah Spain, she went off for 10 minutes the to start their show before she even introduced what the show was called. She was going crazy. You know what? That's to me, that's not fair. That's it's just not fair to judge. Man, I don't like people. They, 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 
listen, I know we do a podcast, sports podcast, and we're judging and talking about people all the time. But that's in the sports world, what's going on with sports? This is a little different. This is personal. This is all personal life stuff when it comes to Corona and keeping people safe and all that. I just keep coming back to, to, to the same argument over and over again. I, I know Justin Turner did the wrong thing. He knows he did the wrong thing. Trust me. He probably felt super awkward in the moment. I guarantee it. You could see by his smile. It wasn't a real, there's a time where he's smiling and looking up and it wasn't the real kind of like super excited smile that you would see out of Justin Turner. It was, I'm super happy, but something just feels weird about what I'm doing right now. Sure. That being said, I'm, I will not be the one that's going to come on here and act like, act like, what is it? The Jesus thing. He who has never sinned, throw the first stone. That's my whole thing. That's my, I, I think about that more than anything in the world. Nobody looks at two sides of, of anything anymore. Or if they feel one way, they'll look at the other side, but they immediately bash it. Well, I don't care if it's the World Series. I don't care if they'll never get to do this ever again. Yeah, well, it's easy for you to say, because you're never going to win anything. So until you're put in those shoes, I just don't feel like it's fair to give judgment to that. Personal opinion, it's the first time I've gone too crazy off the, off the corona thing in, on this podcast but I don't like when people get upset at other people for making a mistake. So we have all made mistakes. Uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things that are coming up in the next week before we make another podcast after this one are both things that are going to be affected also, like just about everything is by the coronavirus pandemic. Mm-hmm. One of them is election day i normally would not care one bit about it wouldn't even mention it because i have voted i'm 38 years old i voted when i turned 18 and i have not voted since then wow dude you better be careful talking like that you'll get hate mail you oh get, sure you think yeah. i'm gonna get death threats oh. for being on justin turner's side oh boy <laughs> you're getting death threats brother well, that's the only reason I said that because I want us both to. I don't want you to be alone with your with your death threats. I want us both to get them. <laughs> uh, but I, I, you know, I have been back and forth and, and everything on this one, and it's you know, people talking about you have to go out and vote is bigger now this year than it's ever ever been or that I ever remember in my life. Everybody's saying you have to go. You have to go vote. It's so important. I, it still isn't, I, I still feel the same way I feel about politics. I never talk about them. I don't care much about them. It, it's a source of, it's a source of frustration because of exactly what you were just talking about, because I sit back and watch everybody behave like insane people yep. and, and hate each other and hate each other because, because you identify yourself with a political party called Republican and I identify myself with a political party called Democrat. And because I said that word and because I said anything that could possibly be linked or any ideology that could possibly be linked to a certain political party, and that's not the one that you identify your ideals with, then you hate me, I hate you, 
you're an idiot. You don't know. You don't. You get all your news from stupid sources that that are lying. I get all my sort. I all get all my news from sources that don't lie and tell the truth about everything. And you feel the same thing that I feel about you, that you feel about me. And it's all. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's why I stay away from it. That's why I don't vote. That's why, because I don't want to put in the time to actually listen to what any of these people have to say. Because anytime I've done that, it's it seems like just surface level jargon. That all it is, man. It, it's not. There's no. There's no real substance to anything anybody's saying. And way more than anything else, it's it's not what I want to do. What I intend to do. It's what the person I'm running against is a criminal. The person I run against has all this baggage in, in their past. And it's about that. It's about personally attacking the person that you are running against. And I, I, I feel like I, I purposely defy voting because of that. And that's why I've done that. Now, I actually filled out the form, which I think is stupid you have to do, but I filled out the form to get the ballot sent to my house so that I can fill it out and mail it in. Uh, Off-topic conversation between us. I got to know why you think it's stupid that you have to fill out a form to get an absentee ballot. Why should you? Why shouldn't you just? How else are you going to get one? I mean, there's not another way. Like, I feel like I feel like there's no way that voting online should not be an option now. I don't understand why that is not an option. Okay, well, it's because you don't follow too much. It's because they think there's so much corruption on the internet, and the internet's way too easy to 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 manipulate. So that's why. Yeah, and you know what happened the last like two or three elections? Somebody manipulated something. Who knows? Everybody into political side. Right. No, no. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to get. And into you filled out your absentee ballot form. You got your absentee ballot. Did you mail it in yet? No, I haven't filled it out yet because I haven't because I'm not going to blindly vote. If I'm if I do it, if I fill it out and send it in, I have to do the research. I have to find as much actual information so that I can feel like I'm voting for the right person because well, I don't do the all Republican or all Democrat or any of that. Here, here's the deal. You don't have to vote for every single person that's running for anything. If you just look up a couple things that are important to you, if you want to vote for just the president, you can vote for just the president. Mm-hmm. You don't have to vote for all that other stuff. So don't waste your time if you don't feel like it. No, I say waste your time. I don't think it's a waste of time. But if you feel like it's a waste of time ju- and you just want to make sure you're making an educated decision for yourself, find the ones that uh, that you do have time to get done and just do those. Don't vote for the other things. Yeah. And speaking of that, I did only get that ballot because there is only there is only one thing that I'm going to vote for, and that is Shiviet Treasurer. And it's very important that <laughs> everyone votes Jerry O'Neill for Shiviet Treasurer, okay? Uh, he's a family man. Uh, he's, he's been uh, in banking. <laughs> he's been in banking for over 25 years. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's noble. I heard that he also found buried treasure twice once in the atlantic once in the pacific and and there is no there is nothing that qualifies you more as a treasurer than finding buried treasure i totally agree who else can say can can um 
can uh, Nancy Jones, who is running against him, can she? Oh, I thought it was Pam McDonald. My bad. Well, Pam McDonald, Pam McDonald was in the in the running for treasurer. She actually switched and is now is now a comptroller. She's running for comptroller. Oh, comptroller. To be a comptroller. So, like, can I ask, real okay, real quick, because we're just messing around. What is a comptroller? Who's messing around? Um, all right, none of those people are real, just so everybody understands. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm I still don't know what a controller is. Is that the dude that's in charge of the PlayStation remote? Like the guy, <laughs> he, he's like got a tile. What do they call those? Tile where you can like get a get an app on your phone. Is, is that what they're in charge of? They got the all the apps to find to know exactly where your TV remote is, like your <laughs> controller is. If I need a controller, I call the controller. I don't know what a controller is. Uh, I've just heard that term, just like most political terms. I have no idea what they mean. I've just heard them. So I think it's funny to say them because I have no idea what they mean. There uh, you go. Anyway, that was way more on election day. So you're doing but, the absentee. Well, if you're doing the absentee, you better fill it out quick. I know that I know it's it. got to be postmarked the day before, but they're starting to say there's a lot of these that may never even get counted because it's going to take so long. So and I would do it. And that's my point on the online thing, too. A lot of people are going to vote. They don't do it. Whoever loses is going to come back and say, say, how come 10,000 people turned in votes and they're all dead? Or how come, uh, you know, because this person, because this other guy, uh, you know, sent that. Why couldn't you do that? Who Who says you couldn't do that online? You can still do that stuff online. I guess you could. If they figure out a good way to 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 vet it and to i mean i guess be honest, be- you just didn't like walking into a room with a whole bunch of strangers and if 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 a, a, a mail-in ballot wasn't an option if you had to go to a polling place and vote i wouldn't there's just no i i couldn't well this year because i'm working from home would be easier but in every year in every year for the last 15 years or something like that 20 years almost I've worked from like 7, th- 7 or 8 a.m. until 5 or 6 p.m. Polls are open. Polls are open from 6 in the morning to 7 at night. No reason you couldn't have stopped afterwards or stopped beforehand. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I had to work on my game. So, um, anyway, anyway, anyway. So, that, that was what, my big question for you. Is that would, I, when you said you had the absentee ballot, I was wondering if you would ever even even dream of going in to the to your polling place and vote especially now nope nope uh i don't know how they're going to be set up i'm sure they're going to try to do do it as safely as they can but it's not like most things they're going to say it's going to be as safe as we can and there's going to be you know a couple hundred people at a at a little gymnasium in your hometown and you know it's going to be there's going to be too many people to actually space out correctly and all that kind of stuff. And half the people aren't going to be wearing masks and stuff. And because people are just going to either do it or they're not going to do it. So, um, but I mean, my, my, my only question for you on election for election day is who are you voting for? I am voting for, um, Gnarls Barkley. I'm voting for, I'm doing a write-in vote for, uh, because uh, Kanye did not make it onto the Ohio presidential uh, ballot, but I will be voting for Kanye West. Did you see the three, have you listened or saw any of the three-hour interview with Joe Rogan? 
I, uh, I, I hit play and about two seconds after it started, I hit stop because I did, I went to do something else. And I also at the same time thought I heard, uh, I heard somebody talk about it. Like I saw a little video of a guy kind of ranting about, about that interview. And I'm like, I already, even without watching this, I kind of already know what it's going to be like. And so I'm like, I'm not going to, it's going to be a waste of three hours. I, it's it, it's exactly from everybody I heard that watched it or listened to it. They couldn't get past like an hour and a half. It was just Kanye speaking in, it sounded like in tongues at sometimes because it made no sense. The words that were coming out of his mouth. Uh, and Joe like didn't really ask him any anything. Kanye just kept talking, from what I understand. But apparently, when he did try to hit him with some hard, some hard hitting presidential topics, Kanye just uh, had nothing, nothing of substance. So anyway, now we know that Kanye was just promoting because he had a he's got a new album coming out. So that oh, was the, right? yeah, that's what this was all about. Oh, in the end, the man's a genius. <laughs> I I'll tell you, yeah. And you know what? If Kanye West became president, if he got voted in, it would not surprise me that much. Nope. It wouldn't surprise nope. me that much because we found out that <laughs> just about anybody can get in if people know who you are. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, right. All right. So anyway, election day is going to be here, and that's a big deal to a lot of people. So that's Are you handing part. out candy for Halloween? No, I'm absolutely not handing out candy for Halloween. Are you doing anything for Halloween? Or are you going to get in your get in your bed, turn the light off, all your lights on your around your house, and just pray no like disconnect the doorbell and uh are you gonna put like some bisqueen up on your front porch so nobody can get to your doorknob? Hey, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna surround my house with caution tape, uh, with crime scene tape. Uh but actually that wouldn't work because that's just going to look like a Halloween decoration. It looks like a Halloween decoration. <clears throat> but um, I was thinking that I like your Halloween hat, first of all. Uh, it's orange and it's made for Halloween. I'm dressing so, up as a cheater for Halloween. As a cheater? Is that what you said? Yeah. That's why I wore my Astros hat. I don't, oh, that's an Astros hat? I thought it was a Halloween hat. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, so I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a COVID candy shooter. That's smart. I bet you people. I bet you some people will have some version of that. And that's I've already funny. seen a bunch of people with some PVC pipe that they're like running. They're just gonna and it'll be set up to drop in kids in kids uh, baskets or whatnot. That's what I'm going for. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing the. I'm gonna make me a coat and I'm gonna have it written on it COVID candy deliverer or something like that. That's super smart. And you can also, if you have a, if you have a porch, you can sit with some steps, you can sit a big bowl of candy at the bottom of the steps, sit at the top of the steps on the porch so that you're far enough away from everybody and you can watch and make sure some teenagers no, come up and is, the whole thing. That is way less safe. You're going to let a bunch of kids reach their, their, all those nasty hands inside of a thing of candy. You're safer by handing the candy to each kid. Uh, are yeah. you? Oh yeah. It's much safer for you to put that in, uh, have gloves on you to put each candy in one at a time instead of all those kids reaching their hands into your bucket. It is, it is an airborne illness much more so than a surface illness, although it is on surfaces 
as much as people are. That's why I got my candid COVID COVID cannon. Candy uh, co I, candy candy COVID cannon. Yeah, that's it. Candy COVID cannon. That so is I awesome. Drop it in the drop it in the little in the pipe. Straight down to the bag. That's a great idea. I love that. I think everybody should do some version of that. Got it from my dad. I think he heard it on the internet. That's very smart. All right. I need pictures of that. You got it. But in all, but in seriousness, because I don't think you're really going to Oh, no. I really am doing that. Are you oh, really? Oh, heck yeah, oh. I am. Okay. I love it. I love that. Um, but is, is Halloween like on schedule as normal? I, if somebody oh, said yeah. that it wasn't, it was going to be canceled and then it was, everything's all, everything's normal. I think they're leaving it up to each individual, uh, not the state or the cities. It's like to each individual area to Town decide. Neighborhood, yeah. yeah. All right. I have no idea what mine is doing. Probably it's probably just doing everything regular. I'm not mm -hmm. sure, but I don't ever, I don't pass out candy. I used to go every year to my dad's house and pass out candy there. Uh, but every year there are less kids that come by and I just don't, I don't know. I just don't. Are I, there less kids in this world? Cause I feel like the last few years, there's always, there's been less kids to give candy to. Yeah. I, I don't know. They all, they all got smart and they're having their parents drive them to the rich neighborhoods to get the full size candy bars. Yep. Uh, yep. Drop me off. And you, go around, them. you go around Indian Hill or Hyde Park or stuff, you know, places like that. And it's. I love it. It's that. All right. So that being said, speaking of candy, you can't make a candy sandwich. Well, you could make a candy sandwich, but uh, I think I would eat a candy sandwich. I, are, are Oreos considered a sandwich? No, because we said it's got to have bread. I think they call it a cookie sandwich, though. Do they call it a cookie sandwich? All right. Well, we're not including that on our Mount Rushmore of cookies because that's where we're that's at. Uh, before we get to our NFL picks, we are going to do the Mount Rushmore segment or Mount Rushmore area of the podcast or whatever we're supposed to call it. It's time for that. And I chose sandwiches, the Mount Rushmore of sandwiches. We said this is not your favorite sandwiches. It's not what this is. This is the Mount Rushmore of sandwiches, just the top all-time sandwiches, whether you like them or not. Yeah. So, that being said, Adam Schmidt, you're up first. All right. So, I've got three, and then I've got four sandwiches written down that I have to choose from for the fourth one. All right. Do your three. Let's hear the three. My three, I've got the hamburger, I've got the peanut butter and jelly, and I've got the grilled cheese. Man, nice. That's good. I like that. My first three. All right. So I'm going to tell you where we're going to where we're going to differ. All right. I have a feeling I know. Um, and now that you said hamburger, I feel like hamburger has to be on there. I mean, hamburger is probably the number one sandwich. Although, that means I'm gonna have, I know which one I'm taking off of my list. It was the fourth one on the list. So, I have the Philly, the BL, oh, sorry, I'm taking the BLT off. I had BLT on there. Uh, the peanut butter and jelly, the grilled cheese, 
and the hamburger or cheeseburger, how whatever you want to do with the with the burger. Mm-hmm. Now, throw some cheese on that baby for me. That makes it. That makes my two bottom, my two extras, the BLT and the Cuban. I'm I'm good with that. You want to put the BLT up there and take the PB and J off? I don't think you can do that. I feel like PB and J's number one on the all time sandwich list. Thanks. It's not my favorite, but it's up there. I agree with you. What's your four you're choosing for the fourth? So for my fourth, it's between the BLT, mm-hmm. I've got the turkey sandwich, the chicken sandwich, and the club. Wow. So like you just chose all, you basically said, I mean, those basically all make up a club. So. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, I guess kind of the B. <laughs> yeah. The BLT, a BLT and a turkey with sandwich turkey. combined is a club. Basically, that's right. I'm good with the club. I like the club, but it's up to you. What are you putting on there? I think the BLT is like, that's as classic as it gets. It is, but you know the problem I have with the BLT? And now that's the thing is we decided this isn't favorite. This is supposed to be like most popular sandwiches, right? Right. So in that case, the BLT may be it. You didn't even have the Philly cheesesteak in the running. I didn't. I, I mean, I saw that on, on the list that I looked at. You had the, the Philly, you had the Cuban, you had the, uh, the uh, Reuben is a big one. Yeah. Which I, is disgusting to me. If you look at the ingredients, I don't know why anybody likes a Reuben. But anyway. Um, Reuben's one of my favorite sandwiches of all time. <laughs> uh, all the ingredients on there are like, yeah. Anyway. I don't like, what ingredient is gross on there? Sauerkraut. Oh my God, I eat our crowd out of a jar, dude. That is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So the sauerkraut, take it off. No sandwiches for me. Okay. Gotcha. Um, or any anything at all. The BL, the, the only issue I have with the BLT is my, I, I like bacon, but the bacon doesn't feel like it's a main meat on a sandwich meat. You know what I mean? It's not a it's not a main meat sandwich. It's not a main I'll tell you this, when I make a BLT, <laughs> it's the main, it's a main meat for a sandwich. It's, like a, it's, it's, a, ca- it's a capital it's not, B, lowercase not, L, lowercase not one. Yeah, it's not one piece of bacon that they cut in half and laid it, those two little strips on top of it. No, 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 no. I got four full pieces of bacon broken up on that thing. I'm, I'm stacking it up. You know how I, you know how I get my BLT? With no lettuce and no tomato? Exactly. I know. I totally believe that. <laughs> so it's so it's basically the grilled cheese that I get because I'll get a grilled cheese with bacon. With bacon. So, on it. so make my BLT with bacon and cheese, hold the everything else. Okay. And heat it up. Yeah. All right. I'm I love the I think the grilled cheese is on okay. there. I think PB and J is on there. We agree on those two for sure. The, the burger, just the burger. I mean, come on. That's, that's an automatic, too. I'll tell you, most of the lists that I looked at while I was looking through these things did not have hamburger anywhere on there. Like, they didn't consider it a sandwich. How is it not considered a sandwich? If it's got bread on both sides, it's a sandwich. That's what I, I totally agree with you. Totally agree. I, it was, the hamburger was missing from pretty much every list of sandwiches. I don't want to hear any hot dog or taco or wrap i'm i don't come on let's we're gonna do this we're gonna do it right mm-hmm. we're not just gonna make some stuff up because we like to talk make something up no this is done right 
you've got something different than what we got, let us know. Have you made a decision on your fourth yet? I think I'm going to go, since we spoke the most about it, I think I'm going to go with the BLT. I think a lot of people like the BLT. My original four were Philly, BLT, PB&J, grilled cheese. But your burger knocked me, knocked uh, knocked the BLT out. Although probably now I feel like it should have knocked the Philly out. You didn't even have the Philly in the running. I didn't. That might just be because it's my favorite. Maybe I, maybe I got too deep into the favorite thing. It's hard not to in this one. It's hard yeah. not to. Yeah. It is. All right. Well, that'll bring us to uh, – so do you, have you made a decision on what your Mount Rushmore is going to be for next week? I think I want to do a Mount Rushmore of comedians. Whoa. All-time comedians? The, the four – consider the four best comedians of all time. Holy cow. Do you know how many comedians there are? Yes, I do. <laughs> the number is approximately many. Man, I got to choose from many. Okay, comedians it is. Well, you know what? I mean, we're talking about you, – you're probably talking about 10, 15, maybe 20 to really choose from. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. But when you're talking about, like – how many people have been comedians and good comedians even, but really, really, honestly, there are probably two or three that are everybody considers to be the, the, the very top. At least one or two of them are probably going to be easy to put on there. And then like the rest of these things that we've done so far, you know, third and fourth are probably going to be a little tougher, but yeah. All right. All right, that sounds good. So from there, we'll get into NFL picks. How did we do last week? All right. You picked up a game. You picked up a game. I went one and two. You went two and one. All right. I'm only down four now. You're, you're, down, you're only down two games now. Oh, two games. I'm eight and ten on the year. You're six and 12. That's only two All games. Right. Let's get it. So would you like to do the honors first this week? Um, or would you like me to? Yeah. No, I'd be happy to uh, as soon as I find football on uh, on my list of stuff that I can choose from here. There's a, there's a little NFL action. All right, so uh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We go Wednesday nights because we do the podcast on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights against the spread on the ESPN app around 11 o'clock at night. That's what we're going with. I'm going to start off with my first number. I'm going to carry this on from last week. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to beat the Jets by 187 points. <laughs> uh, if you want to give them 19 and a half, be my guest, because it's going to be way more than that. Uh, on top of that, the next game I'm going to take is, whew, man, um, let's see. You know what? Let's see. What are we going to do here? What are we going to do? You know, I love the Saints more than any team out there besides the Bengals. They're my second favorite team. Drew Brees is my guy. Nice. I don't think I knew that. I am taking the Bears plus four at home against New Orleans. New Orleans just – they've snuck a couple games out at the end of the – at the end these, these past few weeks, and it has not been uh, – it hasn't been all that great, and the Bears are coming off two tough losses where they're going to be ready to try to make something happen. So 
I'm going with that in Chicago. Hopefully it's super cold because uh, that's the only way that that's actually going to happen. <laughs> All right. And then at the end of this whole deal, we're going to have a game of uh, – I'm going to go Bills-Patriots. I'm taking the Bills laying three and a half. I think the Patriots have finally found that they are not very good. And I like Josh Allen. So I'm taking the Bills minus three and a half, even though they're giving points. Okay. All right. Uh, so my, for, for my first one, and I hope you're okay with this because you're always too nice and you pick something you don't, you won't pick a same game that I do, but I had three written down. I'm going with those. So we both, no, you're, you're going with those. Cause it'll take you 45 minutes to figure out a new team. You know what I could No, Actually I do have four written down because I had three and I crossed one out and I chose another one. So I do have, I do have one I could slide in, but no, don't, don't do it. But one that I did like was that Bears game, that Bears-Saints game. Uh, the Bears as a the Bears as a four-point underdog at home. Um, I I've got to go with the Bears. That feels like that feels like easy pickings right there. Um, it looked terrible the other night. Sunday was a Sunday night. Monday night, whenever they played, they looked terrible. And maybe that's why the spread is what it is. But um, I'm going I'm going with the Bears anyway. They had a really good start to the season. They're a pretty good team. Atlanta is at Carolina. <clears throat> Atlanta's horrible. Carolina is only a two and a half point favorite at home. I'm going to take Carolina. Um, wow. Okay. Who's Carolina's quarterback? Uh, at one time, their backup quarterback or third string quarterback was Tony Pike. I can tell you that much. Yeah, I remember and that. And yeah. also, for the last several years, it was Cam Newton. Yeah. I guess I'd take Cam over Matty Ice. I can't. I can't do it. It's too funny. All right, next. Uh, Minnesota is at Green Bay. Uh, and Green Bay is a six-and-a-half-point favorite, which is uh, – I, I don't normally like to take big spreads. But uh, Green Bay at home, six-and-a-half. I think, you know, Minnesota has been a bit of a disappointment this year. And I'm going to take Green Bay. Sounds good. All right, well, my brother, that brings us to the last, but absolutely not the least. I chose the com for the comedy special this year, this week. I chose Mr. Nick Thune, Thune, Nick Thune, Nick Thune. Yes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, it was on Comedy Central. It was on YouTube. No, yeah, it was on YouTube uh, through the Comedy Central uh, channel. Full. Hour-long deal. I'll let you go first, brother. What did you think? Uh, it's I, – I love Nick Thune. I, I, it, it was going to be hard. Now, I've, I saw this when it first came out, um, but it's, it's been a while. So I was glad to watch it again, and there was a bunch of stuff in it that I just didn't remember from the first time. So I, was, I loved it. Um, I, I laughed – as hard as I've laughed at any of the specials that we've watched so far. Um, and there was one specific joke that made me laugh that hard. Now that I laughed <clears throat> decently hard a few times. So, which is, which is pretty big for me. I don't normally sure. laugh out loud hard by myself a lot when I'm watching these things. I think the comedians are funny a lot, but I don't act actually like something doesn't hit me so right 
that it just makes me hard laugh. When he was telling the story about taking his dog, his dog eating his weed brownie. And that was my favorite part. <laughs> getting smashed up and having to take his dog to the vet hospital at night. Um, he had to fill out paperwork for his dog. And he, he was like, come on. I got to fill out paperwork for a dog, you know, basically. And he's, he did a bunch of funny stuff on that. But when he said, he, he said, dog's name, he's like, who cares? <laughs> and then that wasn't what was the most funny. What got me was he said, dog's birthday. And he's like, he's like, I don't know Abraham Lincoln's birthday. <laughs> he freed slaves. I certainly don't know this dog's birthday. <laughs> and he said, and this, still that's not what got me. What got me was, he's like, I didn't know, so I just put my dad's birthday down, May 17th, 1950. <laughs> so I was going to tell you that, that that whole dog going to the, take, the wife having to take them to the dog hospital because they were both the highest two people in the city at the time. That was probably my favorite, my favorite, uh, my favorite joke by far. Um, <laughs> um, he led up to it well, and he followed off of it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't laugh like super hard the whole time, but uh, I mean, I, it wasn't the hardest I've laughed, but I, it was definitely up there with as many of the good ones as we've had. In the beginning of it, the first five minutes, I was like, man, I don't even know if I'm going to like this, dude. This is, but by the time he got into that story, which was about 10 minutes into it, I was cracking up laughing cracking up laughing so yeah i i enjoyed it i you know we talk about timing sometimes with comedians and i i'll say that when i'm talking about a comedian i don't know if i really know exactly what great timing is for a comedian i've never done it i've never you know i've I watched you, tons see of comedy. Huh? you see it you see it when it happens though you see it when it happens but Still, there there are times where I'm like, yeah, I feel like you know they have good timing, but I don't. Maybe I mean their cadence is good, or maybe I don't know. I'm not sure if I know. I feel like Nick Thune has the best timing of any comedian I've seen, probably. Wow. I, and, and even then, when I say that, maybe it's his his uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just his like subtlety or his. Uh, his acting skills or something like that. He's just like, I don't know. There's something about the way he does jokes. And I feel like it's timing. I feel like that. I feel like I get the definition of good comedic timing when I watch Nick. Thune. And there's just something about that. That really strikes me. I'm very impressed with that part about him. And I think he's just, he has kind of a drier sense of humor. Sometimes it's, it is, he does some subtle stuff. He does, um, I think maybe the way that he keeps a straight face through certain things, through some things that he says, it, it's so, I mean, he's just, I, he, this guy's so good. I love Nick. I gave it a 4.2. I went 3.9, so we're pretty close. Pretty we're good. right on top of each other. I, it was enjoyable. If this dude had another, if I ever see this dude on a special again, I would choose him in a heartbeat. Yeah. That was, it was good. It was definitely good. 
You that know, being said, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to no, say the no. best thing about doing these ones on YouTube is when it's done, you start going down that, that yep. rabbit hole of all the other stuff that they've done. And it's that it's person's done. You get a ton of little five minute clips. Yeah. A whole yeah, yeah. bunch of little five minute clips. Yeah. Love it. All right. So what are we doing next week? All right. So I, I, we talked yesterday and I told you we were going to do something different this week. That's right. Now, the last time I said that, it was a, a, a Broadway, it was a Broadway kind of uh, play that you did not I, like. <laughs> it was I don't know what the hell that was. I, I like John Mulaney. The dude's a pretty funny guy. And uh, the other horse shack looking son of a gun that, that does Nick it with Kroll. him. He, Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll's a funny guy too. Nick Kroll does some really funny, like when he's like this, this when he does this girl when he acts like a girl or whatever and he's that's hilarious he's funny the dude's a funny guy but whatever they did together in that that was horrible i'm a, I'm a big oh hello fan um but I, I i understand that now tim heidecker tim heidecker is a guy who is not normally a stand-up comic but he has done comedy for a long time he he has he's had at least probably four or five shows on adult swim which is if you have if you don't know about adult swim it's on i'm not telling you necessarily i'm telling anybody yep. listening to this on on cartoon network at night they have basically cartoons for adults um you know where they can curse and do you know blue humor and that kind of thing now right. tim heidecker uh has a, a comedy partner in eric Wareheim. And they did a show called Tim and Eric Awesome Show, Great Job for <laughs> for like four seasons or something like that. And it was one of my favorite shows ever. They had a spinoff show that I liked even more. Uh, and so they, they have a really very, very, very strange out there sense of humor. And it's all really weird. So it's not for a lot of people. So Tim Heidecker did did a stand-up comedy special, but it's like a, um, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, come on word. Um, it's like a, it's like a sarcastic comedy special. It's like making fun of a, a comedy special kind of. So okay. I haven't seen it, but that's what I understand it is. And that's what I expect. Like He's a not, guy pretending to be a guy doing stand-up comedy. I think that's what it's like, yeah. And, and okay. he's going to probably do some weird stuff. I don't know. It might be like like Hannibal Burris keeps get, getting more stuff involved. Like he'll play like uh, music or a video or something, and then he'll yeah. make a joke about that or whatever. That might be some of that in here too because he – I don't know. I just can't imagine him not doing some kind of skit or something like that um, because that's like where his comedy comes from. But I don't know. Maybe he's just up there <laughs> saying really bad jokes on purpose for an hour. If that's the case, probably not going to end up being that good because that's only funny for a short time. <laughs> yeah. Bad but, jokes are not bad all the time. Like they can be so bad they're funny. Right. And I think that's going to be kind of the idea behind this. Um, but I think he's a funny person. I th I've seen a lot of stuff that he's done that's funny. It's not the same kind of comedy as a normal stand-up comedy that you see. Um, so I'm excited to watch this, uh, and yeah. it might be terrible and it might be really great. 
and it might be one of those things that's like really super it might be one of those uh uh what do they call them like uh like I, I, it's 11 after 11 30 my brain shuts off yeah it's it could be it could be one of those things that could be cult, really good really bad a cult thing where they're like I, c- certain shows and stuff where like they didn't catch on and they went off the air but like a small faction of people like live for the show right and, you know so it, it's kind of like that but you might love it. I hope you do. I hope I love it. I don't know if I will or not. What's, the, what's his name again? Tim Heidecker. H-E-I-D-E-C-K-E-R. And how do you find this special? This is on YouTube. It's another YouTube, and it's called An Evening with Tim Heidecker. So it just came out this this week or last week, I think. Got it. That's it. All right. Now, the last thing that I have really quickly is when we talked about uh, – so the Dodgers won the World Series. Oh, shit. So that was – speaking of stand-up comedy, this, is, this leads into this. We oh, I forgot. All the way back, it goes full circle. We go from comedy to all the way back to the beginning, we talked about the Dodgers winning the World Series. Now, we made bets, right? We made bets on the entire – every series in the NBA playoffs, we made, we made bets on who would win the World Series – and we made bets on who would win the Cy Young Award and the MVP in each league. The NBA is all done. At the end of the NBA season, the NBA Finals, I owed one minute of stand-up comedy. For each thing we got, we were either one of us got right. The other person in baseball, the other person had to do two minutes of stand-up comedy. Correct. So the Dodgers won. That was the team I picked. So it goes from one minute that I have to do to now one minute that you have to do because of the two minutes. Now, here's the thing. It's not over, and you have plenty of time because the Cy Young Award does not get announced for these leagues until November 11th, and the MVPs don't get announced until November 12th. That is a Wednesday and a Thursday. So do I have anybody that could actually win one of these I mean, there's a chance you had uh, you had Aaron Judge, and nope. you had Bryce Harper and Aaron Judge. I mean, nope, like they're not gonna win it. Neither of them. Okay, maybe not. Cy Young, you had Garrett Cole in the American League, and I can't remember the national. Oh, was it Sherman Kershaw? Kershaw. It was Kershaw. I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, I've got a chance with Garrett Cole because at the end of the season, he was phenomenal. Yes. But that's pretty much all I got. It, but the only thing with that is, yes, you did have Kershaw. You took Garrett Cole. I also had Garrett Cole. And I had Jacob DeGrom. So, that's kind of we, – we were re- – we were – So, basically, if you get one of the MVPs, and you've got a chance at an MVP, because you took uh, Acuna Jr., didn't you? I did. I took Acuna and Trout. So there, Acuna will be in the running. He will be. If any of those, so you owe a minute now because of the Dodgers. So if if I get, say, Ronald Acuna Jr. wins the National League MVP award, and none of us get any of the other ones right, that's three total minutes that you'll have. Correct. Yep. Okay. So for right now, you have <sighs> one minute. That's so terrible. Okay. And if none of us get anything else, that's what it is. You have sixty seconds of the greatest stand-up comedy in the history of the world is going to happen on this podcast and it's going to come from you and you're going to get discovered through this podcast from my one minute of no audience so nobody knows if anybody's laughing 
Hey, that's uh, the time we're in, buddy. Silence, we're... Complete silence on Adam's side of the – he's got to mute his microphone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. I, you've already been writing jokes. You already told me you've got some ideas going, going in the head. I haven't written anything down, but I, I've got some stuff in my head. Yeah, I've got stuff pops in my head every day. Yeah, you're better than me though. You're gonna you're gonna come up with stuff off the top of your head, and you're gonna remember it. I have to write stuff down because two seconds later, it's gone forever. Yeah, that's usually how mine is too. All right, well, but you've got a while. But look, that that Thursday, November twelfth. I'm pretty sure it's a Thursday. We find out the MVPs the next week. We're going to know the 18th, when we record on the 18th of November, that's when, and it look, if you get any of these things right and I don't, it jumps back to me and I'm going to have to do it on the 18th. So, All right, so the 18th is the comedy day. Circle that on your calendar. I will take a vacation that day. <laughs> then it moves to the 19th. There you go. <laughs> oh, you know, from, from work, you mean. So you're going to take a vacation day from work on the 18th so you can write all day long. I was taking a vacation day from the podcast, but oh. that'll work. Listen, all right, brother. If it, if it ends up being one minute, you can go as long as you want. It's a minimum of one minute. So if you write three or four yeah. jokes that you feel, feel pretty good about and you go four, five, 10, 15 minutes, have at it. I'll go one minute. That sounds good to me. One minute. After that, turn your mic on and say, okay. <laughs> pull the old horseshoe out and yank my neck and pull me off stage. No, this is what I'm going to be working on is not breaking. So this is, I'm going to work on this face. No matter how funny your joke is, this is going to be my face. <laughs> that's good. If, that's good face. That's good straight straight faced if i if you were doing it i wouldn't even put myself on the camera i would stand off to the side so you couldn't even see me wow be like you I just think, yourself i think that would be easier because I, I i would i would see your reaction and be like well that wasn't the reaction i was hoping for but it was the one i was expecting so <laughs> that <makes me> feel <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah oh all right well that sounds good uh, so next week, sports, uh, only sports we really got is NFL and college football, and college football is starting to get some, some corona. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll have some, some football talk next week. Uh, and obviously Halloween talk. Maybe we can uh, maybe see if you actually end up doing something for Halloween. We got Mount Rushmore of comedians, NFL picks, and Tim Heidecker's An Evening with Tim Heidecker. Yes, sir. I'm looking Hi, forward brother. to it. Until then, don't forget to turn your headlights on. <laughs>